0: Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala Alhamdulillah, it's always a special blessing to have the presence of Sheikh Walid with us. If I can take people back to the very beginning, it was actually Sheikh Walid's idea that we do a Mawlid. And that when I first moved here in 2012, we used to gather in my basement in the house that I living in in Orfield and the only few people would come would be Abd al-Qadr and his sons And we had a gathering with about Four or five people thinking that the community Was not ready for a mawlid We used to do just some type of general dhikr And then when both Sheikh Waleed and I Were here, we were talking about Doing a majlis later to Jum'a And I was actually inclined towards Doing something that would be a little bit more palatable To the community, knowing where they're at Sheikh Waleed said, no, we're doing a mawlid Allahu Akbar mm-hmm. And so that from then until now, alhamdulillah, we've been consistent. I don't think we've missed a single week. But every time that this mullah happens, it's in the barakah of Shaykh Walid and the decision he made to do this. And insha'Allah, that this is a special blessing in celebrating the mercy of our Prophet wasallam and his legacy and in his sunnah and in his beauty and in his light and the khair that he brought to all of creation ﷺ. And that one of the greatest moments in my entire life Was shared with this blessed man That Shaykh Wali. When we were standing in front of the Prophet وسلم, From the barakah of Shaykh Hamza Yusuf Someone who has spent his life Sitting at the feet of the great inheritors of the Prophet And this is what I believe to be one of his karamat At a time when they used to close down the masjid of the Prophet وسلم, For several hours at night is that He got special permission for those that were with him in the program, they was offering the rihla to go into the roda of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi when there was no one else in the masjid, pretty much except those who were cleaning it. And then that we kind of snuck over into, and there was no guards there, there was no uh, bida' police there, or anyone else. We snuck over, and there that Sheikh Waleed and I and our spouses. Are sitting right before the Prophet with no one else there there was just four of us with complete calmness and serenity and tranquility no one rushing us off no one telling us we have to go no one telling us what to do or what not to do and Alhamdulillah this is one of the greatest moments of the abdul life and to have shared it with this blessed man it's always special to come together with him we share the same birthday that on the solar calendar, uh, but today is a different birthday for me. Uh, today, September 13th, marks my 22nd year in Islam. It was in 1996, uh, on the day of September 23rd, that the Abdel Fakir was blessed with this deen. And it is for that reason I felt inclined to recite uh, that poem of Sheikh Muhammad bin Habib, one of the great, great inheritors of the Prophet wasallam who was known for having a special that concern for people in the West. There are quite a few people still alive today that met him, even though he passed, I believe, in the year 1971, that many people after him that met his that two great inheritors, Sidi Fudud and Sidi Muhammad bin Al-Qurshi. But a few of them actually met the Sheikh himself, Sheikh Muhammad bin Habib, and that he was one of the great, great, great people of our time. As is seen in this poem of his in the very last line, we've said this before, but it's always good to remind ourselves. This is the himmah of the Rijal. This is the aspiration of these true inheritors. They want good for everyone and everything. They want blessings for everyone and everything. This was his prayer. Is that All of the people that exist in his time, that live in his time, is that they have a haq, they have a right to felicity. Not only that they be granted felicity, is that they be, and none of us have a haq upon Allah for anything. Is that we don't even deserve to exist. But his high aspiration is to ask for haq of sa'ada. That we all have a right to felicity and what sa'ada means for him is not that we live well here in this dunya And have a nice house in the suburbs And be well off so Hada for him means Is that we all be successful In the grave on al-Qiyamah As we traverse the sirat And most importantly That when we enter into paradise This is the way these people are And the whole concept of this uh, This blessed poem Is to think about the blessings of Allah upon us Kamleka. Min ni'matin alina, how many blessings do you have upon me? And it's left in this general sense, we'll never be able to enumerate them. If we can't enumerate a single blessing, how could we enumerate all of the blessings? And he reminds ourselves that it was Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala who from pre eternity has continuously shown his excellence and his beneficence towards us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, reminding us غَذَّيْتَنِي فِي janina Is that you have nourished me in the womb as an embryo. Is that before we even came into this world we were nourished. Which one of us chose to even be conceived? Which one of us had anything to do with being born? وَكُنْتَ لِي قَبْلَ You were there for me before my parents. خَلَقْتَنِي مُسْلِمٍ You created me as a Muslim. And whether that came from entering into the world with parents that are Muslim, or at least one of your parents as a Muslim, or whether it be that at a later point that Allah Ta'ala gave you tawfiq and guided you to Islam and thus created you as a Muslim. In that sense, is that it ultimately is from the bounty of Allah. وَلَوْ fadluka lam Arif Were it not to be from the bounty of Allah, I would simply not know the Prophet. If you think about that, subhanAllah, and you think about the people that you went to school with. That, alhamdulillah, I met in Medina Munawwara a friend named Abdul Kareem. And he and I went to the same middle school together in Campbell, California. And that he went on the Hajj. And even he knew I was Muslim when we met before. But he and made a prayer that we meet. And then, subhanAllah, we're walking out of the masjid of the Prophet. And there it is that we meet. And we were able to meet in the blessed city of the Prophet Wasallam. that 22 years roughly from the time that I converted. And that he told me, he says, You know, Yahya, I didn't really like you before. <laughs> he said, I always thought Osama, like Whitney, was nice in that. I always thought that he could become Muslim. He said, I never thought of anyone that you ever would become Muslim. And alhamdulillah, this is from ultimately the bounty of our Lord Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala. There's nothing that we can do. And this is why this great, that, Arif Billah, what does he say? After recognize it's from the fadal of Allah, Asjudu haqqan ala What can we do? Just prostrate before Allah. Put your forehead on the earth and prostrate to Allah. This is the closest that we are to our Lord. And we should find lathah. In deep pleasure In fulfillment In placing our foreheads on the ground We should love to be in sujood And even if we pray in front of people For a short period of time And lift our heads We should have times of khalwa In solitude Where we prolong our sujood This is one of the great sunnas of the Prophet Is to prolong the sujood And if we cannot cry We should force ourselves to cry we should try to make ourselves cry. And not only tears out of fear and how we've fallen short of the right of our Lord upon us, but also that tears of joy and happiness because of the bounty of our Lord Jalla جل Jalalu upon us. So Alhamdulillah, that Allah has given us immense, immense, immense blessings. And that the amazing thing about our deen is that we actually get reward for rejoicing in those blessings. When we connect those blessings to Him. Because part of doing that is what is called the, having shahood of the mun'im. is to witness that every individual ni'mah blessing is from the mun'im, the giver of blessings. And that the true people of gratitude is that their gratitude is more with the fact that the blessing is from the giver of the blessings. As opposed to them that experiencing the pleasure of the blessing. Because this is the essential definition of an ni'amah. كُلُّ مَا It's everything that you find pleasure in. Everything that you enjoy or that brings about this good feeling in you. However, is that when you connect it to Allah, it's even more that beautiful. And the spiritual joy that comes from it is even higher and more elevated and loftier. And so when these type of people read verses like, وَسَقَاهُمْ رَبَّهُمْ their Lord that gave them to drink of from a pure drink, He gave them to drink from a sharab and tahora, a pure drink, is that for them they're more preoccupied with the giver of that drink than the actual drink itself. And that it exhilarates them to taste that drink, but when they think about it being from Allah, جل جلاله, it's even a greater blessing and it is even more Pleasurable, alhamdulillah, wa lillah is that there's no way we can ultimately thank Allah for these blessings, but we should exhaust ourselves that with our tongues and in our hearts and with all of our limbs, the outward dimension of shukr and the reality of shukr, that we should strive our best to constantly be in the state giving thanks to our Lord, wa Taala, and especially in these special times. Sheikh Walid indicated that we are in the blessed month of Muharram. And the first 10 days are very blessed days. They're akin to the blessings that are in the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. And the scholars discuss this about how much blessing there is to worship Allah in these days. But especially the 10th of Muharram. And so tonight is the Laylatul Rabi. This is the night of the 4th of Muharram. So next Thursday will be the 10th of Muharram. And that our Prophet indicated that it atones for a year's worth of sins. And so we should all intend to fast that next Thursday if we're able to. And those that are going to be coming to the maulid is that we will break our fast, inshallah, and start the maulid and then inshallah postpone dinner until after we finish the maulid. Uh, but we should all be in fast, uh, We should all be fasting, bi'adhanillah, if we're able to because there's immense benefit in it. And we'll try to even meet about an hour before maghrib. To, that say some of the invocations that the ulema have indicated are good to say on this blessed day. If we further our look at futua, this ever so important state of being, that of chivalry, and again, the more and more we study futua, the more and more we realize this is not just for the young men and women. This is not just for kids. This is for everyone. This is the essential way of the prophets who came before us, and that the greatest of those who that accumulated and that had realized within him the traits of Futuah was our prophet himself, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And then he inculcated these virtues in the companions, who inculcated them in the generation after them, who inculcated them in the generation after them, generation after generation with an unbroken chain of transmission until this day. There are people who take these meanings of futuwa seriously. And whenever we hear one of them, is that our response should be, is that I want to strive to make that a part of my life. And that when we think about them, we should reflect upon them from week to week. To what degree am I putting into practice the ones that came before? Is that this is about amal. This is about putting this into practice. And even though we fall short, we continuously take ourselves to account. And we try to objectively understand what is wanted from us, and then we strive to make it a reality within ourselves. This is the essence of Deen. True religion is always going to be hard. Pseudo-religion will cater to your nafs. So if everything is always made easy, and it's all about what you want to do, this is not true religion. True religion is about transformation of the self-self. The self here, in the negative sense of the word, your ego, your lower self, the aspects of yourself that need to be left, and that we need to live up to this immense standard of futuwa. We cannot repeat this word enough. And again, is it a long list of problems that we find ourselves enmeshed in in the modern world? The solution to these problems, insofar as it relates to the individual. Is found in Futuwa. Were we only to know? And so we're going to look at just three of these etiquettes very briefly in the few minutes that we have left. So Imam al-Sunami he says, and this is how he always introduces it: it is from Futuwa. So a chivalrous person will do what? من من to go to a close friend's house. Without an invitation. Yes, in some cultures is that you always call before you go. But, is that this is in the context of especially when you're in need. Is that literally that the word is kubihi, Someone that you trust. Someone that you have trust in. You should be able to go to their house without an invitation. Especially if there's a need. And the hadith that he uses to prove that is a hadith that indicates that Abu Bakr and Omar, the two great companions of the Prophet al-Sahiban, is that they were once sitting outside together and the Prophet came out and saw them sitting there and asked them while they were sitting there. And they said that by the one who sent you with truth is that the only thing that brought us out of our homes is hunger. This is Sayyidina Abu Bakr who was very well off. Keep in mind, he was a man who had a lot of wealth and he was a man, a merchant, who was very successful in that, his trade. However, there were times where he was so hungry and had nothing to eat in the house that it made him leave the house. And it was also the state of Sayyidina Umar. And this actually comes in the Shema'ir Tirmidhi where it was actually the Prophet also who was out for the very same reason. In this particular narration, is that the Prophet tells him Go to the house of so-and-so. And he mentioned a man from the Ansar. And that's clarified in other narrations who exactly that was. But the fact that he told him to go to the house of that man from the Ansar indicates that there's certain people Is that you? it's perfectly fine to go to even if you haven't been invited. And the context of this great trait is especially in relation to the one who receives them. And that... This is that the two that come after that relate to food and taking care of people. And it is from Futuwa just as it is from Futuwa to go to the homes of the people who will receive you. It's also from Futuwa to be able to receive people, even if they be unexpected guests, even if you weren't prepared. Many of us that we have our days scheduled and we have certain things that we need to do. But a true person of Futuwa. If they have an unexpected visitor, we'll put all of that to the side to take care of their guests. Because there are certain things you can't make qada' of. There are certain things that you can't make up. And there are many other things you can. Any weird that you have, if you're accustomed to, let's say, reciting Quran at that time, you can make that up at a different time. But specifically the things that relate to other people, helping other people, serving other people, giving da'wah to people, that is a weird, a litany that cannot be made up. If you miss the opportunity, you've missed it, and it doesn't come back. And so this is why you have to give precedence to that. And then, وَمِنِ الْفُطُوَّةِ It is also from Futuwa. Is that you refrain from finding fault with food that is offered to you. And, we know in the Shamael that our Prophet, and this is amazing if you think about this, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taamin qat, he never once ever found fault in any food. Ever, he never once criticized food or found fault in food. Kana ida akala, if he desired it, he would eat it. Wa illa taraka, if he didn't desire to eat it, doesn't mean you have to like all food but you just refrain from eating it. And this was an amazing that sunnah of our Prophet عليه said, it is extremely practical that we must bring into our lives. If you don't want to eat something, you don't have to eat it. However, that don't criticize it. And that there was times that the Prophet did praise food. And that the context of that is different amongst the scholars. Is it a general sunnah to praise food? Or... Is it just a sunnah to praise food if people are present that might, that criticize it or look down upon it? One time the Prophet was given bread with vinegar. Imagine, this was the meal. That's it. Bread dipped in vinegar. That, and then the Prophet said, idam al الْخَلْ What a great condiment vinegar is. What a great, that thing that is eaten with bread, i.e. that the vinegar. In other words, is that the Prophet only spoke highly of things and if he wanted to speak good, he would speak. Otherwise, he would remain silent. And this is because that, that the Makarim al-Akhlaq, the good character traits, as Imam Suli says, They are the traits of the people of paradise. And that it's amazing he uses the word A'mal. A'mal is the same word that you use for worship that you do, an act of charity that you do. And sometimes we don't think that exemplifying good traits of character are amal, but they are. They are acts, they are deeds that weigh very, very heavy in the scale. In other words, that the act that you think that you're not able to do as a result of that situation. When you exemplify that good character, excuse me, <clears throat> that in reality you are doing an act When you exemplify that good character You are in reality doing an act And one of the great traits of that character Is to that show generosity to your guests When it is that they come Even if you are unprepared to receive them These are the, some of the further etiquettes Of the great people of Futuah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that bless us to exemplify all good traits of character and to be chivalrous people whereby which we overcome the narcissistic tendencies of the self and we can learn to be in a state of service to all people that are around us people that are close to us people that are distant from us Muslims and non-Muslims people we like and people we might not like so much we should be in service to everyone and give good, good to everyone like the dew that does not discriminate between the foliage that it falls upon. This is the way that the dew-like characteristics of our good character should be. We should give good to everyone. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq and make us firm upon this way. And to always follow in the footstep of the Prophet, especially the Imam of the Imbi and the Messenger Sayyidina Muhammad. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ wa sallam wa wa sallam